Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. And this show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you choose, love to watch. The biggest games are even bigger in Las Vegas. Make sure you're playing your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Um, James Harden has now made his debut as a 76er in Philadelphia. Here's his early returns. Here's his early thoughts on playing for the Sixers. Just exciting, man. The love, the fans, uh, just felt like home. So, I mean, the, the, just the love, the support, man, from, from looking around and just, you know, we love you, James. That, that right there, like, makes me go out there and play harder, and I just want to do whatever it takes to get the win. All right. Um, well, look, um, there's a. we just got into a topic at the end of last hour. And I know, like, one of the things that's unique about this show and this time spot is not all of you normal listeners are listened to us, you know, throughout the break and through the update and whatever. But also, we come in and out of some markets. So I went to the dentist today, but not for a cleaning. I I went, I got my teeth whitened, which you do, like, the perception of it is you go in there, they wave a magic wand, and all of a sudden, you got the pearly whites that look like uh, those veneers. You know, that's not how, how it works. But it was a long procedure. So we started talking about the dentist. Okay. And one of the things that happens when you announce to people that you went to the dentist is I mentioned what's the worst part about going to the dentist is if they find out you have a cavity. Because if they find out you have a cavity, you just feel like a, a schmo, don't you? You, you just, you're, it, it basically says to anybody who comes into contact at the dental office, this guy has bad hygiene. He doesn't brush his teeth. And, of course, no one actually flosses enough. Right? Like, flossing to dental hygienists is like blitzing to college football fans. You can't possibly do it enough. So, I, I, I think the second worst part, right? the second worst part of going to the dentist, you guys missed on. Do you want to know what it is? It's when you get home... And you tell somebody you went to the dentist and then you kind of leave them hanging. And all they want to know is like, basically, did you have a cavity or not? Because if you have a cavity and they don't have cavities, they're absolutely going to tell you about it. If you have a cavity, they have a cavity. They try and act like I've been there before. But really what they're poaching for is very sensitive information. Because if you say, yeah, actually, I, I had a cavity. Again, it's like telling everybody, like, I have bad dental hygiene. I don't brush my teeth. Knowing that's not the case. If you didn't brush your teeth, your dog was, your breath would smell like your dog's. Right? My kids are always like, man, my dog's breath smells. They don't brush your teeth. What do you think it's going to smell? They eat dog food. You eat dog food and you don't brush your teeth and you got slobber in and out of your mouth where it's going to be moist in there. Like, you're gonna, your breath's going to stink. Duh. I, so the shaming that comes with it is really a fascinating part that has nothing to do with the actual. I think James Harden, it's not the shaming. It's, 
I'm sure since Oklahoma City, he's wanted to play in from a fan base that feels like every game matters a little bit more. Philadelphia is that way. Brooklyn was not that way. Houston was not that way. Philly is that way, and even more so than Oklahoma City, whether or not OKC showed up more early in his career, that, that that's appeared to be obvious. But in Philadelphia, they really, 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 really care. They care too much. And during the honeymoon, they're just so happy to not only have another guy out there with Joel Embiid, but they're also willing, you know, willing to overlook his weaknesses or his lack of defense or his over over dribbling. But, you know, at some point, just like people are going to ask you, if you got a, if you had a cavity when you went to the dentist, it's because they care more. They care more in Philadelphia, and eventually those bad games are made to be more pronounced. Right now is the honeymoon. Right now is the honeymoon phase. It, it, they're not replacing a guy for a guy. First, his skill set is complete opposite of Ben Simmons. But the more important piece to the actual puzzle is Ben Simmons didn't play this year. So without any question, they're going to be better off. Because you're not replacing Ben Simmons with James Harden. You're replacing uh, Seth Curry. And you're replacing, who's the big guy they, they, they trade away as well? I mean, you're replacing him with a superstar. Who's in shape now. So regular season has never been a problem for James Harden. Andre Drummond, right? You're replacing him with Andre Drummond, who's just a bit player now, and Seth Curry, who's a great shooter, with an elite, all-world offensive player in a James Harden. Of course it's going to look better. Of course it is. Is he ultimately better than Ben Simmons? Is he a better fit? If when they have, That's not actually what Philadelphia fans are seeing right now. Right now they're just seeing James Harden in and Ben Simmons wasn't even playing. Wasn't even playing. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Yeah, Jay Stu. Doug, can we, uh, John, can we re- replay that the sound? I want to point something out here. Just excited, man. The love, the fans, uh, just felt like home. So, I mean, the, the, just the love, the support, man, from, from looking around and just, you know, we love you, James. That, that right there, like, makes me go out there and play harder, and I just want to do whatever it takes to get the win. Uh, Doug, have we normalized this? Have we normalized athletes just admitting to our face that they try harder some nights and not others. Like, if you're a Nets fan or even a Rockets fan or whatever, aren't you listening to that being like, huh, you try hard when fans uh, praise you? Like, I, I know that athletes for decades have done it and they've thought it. I just don't remember athletes just admitting these things. Like, yeah, I'm going to play hard because these guys love me. Uh, Yeah, I do. I do think we've normalized it. I absolutely do. And we've, we've somehow made it okay. You know, it's we used to get really upset with guys load managing. And now, for the most part, we're kind of okay with it. You know, I mean, Ben Simmons is not ready to play. What, what was he doing all year? What was he doing? But n- no one goes after Ben Simmons. Like, well, you know, mental health and shouldn't play in Philadelphia. Like, if you don't want to play in Philadelphia, that's fine. He can't get out there and play now? He can't play his way into shape. Like, what was he doing all year? 
What, what, what exactly was he doing? But just like the I play hard when the fans show up and care and, you know, now they show up and care more and I care more because I don't want out of my current home. The same is true for the normalization of the fact that Ben Simmons is not ready to play. What? What were you doing this entire time? What were you doing? He's still like uh, weeks out, according to some report. Yeah. What was he doing? Like, okay, you don't want to play. They didn't want you to play. Fine. You're even if take away those three hours of the day for half of the last four months. The other 21 hours, you weren't working? I don't know. Yes, uh, Ramos. You talked about, um, you know, going to, you know, playing in front of Philadelphia <clears throat> might be a more, you know, interesting for him because they care about it a lot more. Do you think certain players, maybe like a James Harden, maybe the career would be different had they been starting with like a, like, let's say he started in Philadelphia. Do you think he'd still be there? Like, because he's moved around to, you know, Brooklyn, OKC, Houston. Now he's in Philly saying, hey, you know, these guys care. And you mentioned that, again, like I said earlier. If a lot of these players, Kevin Durant, if they had started, like, in New York or started in some other city that's much more Philadelphia, do you think they'd still be there? Do you think they'd also be moving around as much as they had so far? Like, Steph Curry is still in Golden State, obviously, right? He likes it there. That's where he is. I don't see him going anywhere else. Well, these guys have moved around so much. You think if they had started someplace else besides where they did? Um, impossible question to answer. Okay, I know it's impossible, but no, your no, thoughts? I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's an interesting question. Um, I mean, look, remember he started off in Oklahoma City, and he started off as kind of like their sixth man and their fourth quarter point guard. I think he started off in a good setting. And then when he went out on his own, he went to a place in Houston. They built the whole thing around him, and they consistently gave him another guy to work with. So to answer your question, like, one, obviously, and I I know you know this, it's really hard. Secondly, are we doing Philadelphia then or Philadelphia now in terms of starting your career? Um, But I I don't know. I I don't know. Like, I don't know if he would have – if he would have shut down – because of those fans. Those fans are hard. It, it's not a, like, they're, Philadelphia is a city that they they want, they're, they, you know, it's like, they're a little brother city. It's a big time glorious city. It's not New York. And look, New York hasn't had any success in basketball either. But for whatever reason, New York's a bigger thing than Philadelphia is. And that pisses people in Philadelphia off. And, you know, they went through this entire process of being bad. Now they're good, but they're not winning a championship. And that pisses people off, right? They just get mad. So I, But I don't know how, how – usually the one thing about Philadelphia, and like most of these places, if, you know, if you'll just stay and say all the nice things about how great Philadelphia is, you become one of their own, they usually embrace you. Usually. They, they they do get to a point, and you get to a point where there's a breaking point. That's what happens with Ben Simmons. And I don't think he said anything negative about the fans. It was just he wouldn't shoot, and they couldn't take the fact that he wouldn't shoot. Uh, I don't know how it would have worked out with Harden had he been there initially. That's an, It's a very interesting question. It doesn't mean you have to – I know you're not saying I need an exact answer because no one has it, but I'm not sure that – we could recreate, like, again, is it Philadelphia then or Philadelphia now? Um, 
how is it different from Oklahoma City? Although in Oklahoma City, everybody was into it. They were just very nice about it. They were just so happy to have an NBA team back then. So happy to have these young guys. Uh, and, and Houston, I mean, Houston both helped him and hurt him. They gave him the keys. They spread out the court. They let him do what he wanted. And he's an unbelievably talented offensive player. But he tried to do too much. He over-dribbled. He became overly reliant on the officials. And he didn't play any defense. And they weren't demanding of it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, it is interesting to see people this time of year trying to catch up with college basketball. Um, and there's some weird stuff in college basketball. As you guys know, like, like Kansas plays TCU. They just played TCU the other night in Fort Worth. And, you know, there's these makeup games. They turn around, they got to play them tonight. That one's weird. Iowa taking on Michigan. Remember, Juwan Howard's still suspended, right? This is a Michigan team that beat Iowa at Iowa. Now they're playing back at home, and they've been playing. They, they're 2-1 and one since since their head coach was suspended for the rest of the season. Ohio State, Michigan State tonight. Uh, that, one's, that one's going to be interesting. Now, I don't know about you, uh, Jay Stu, are you – I know you love March Madness. I know you love the NCAA tournament. What What is your level of caring in regards to championship week, the week before the NCAA tournament? Oh, I think championship week offers uh, some of the best drama, even better than the, the main tournament. Um, I mean, this is a lot of these, if I'm not mistaken, right? You win your conference tournament, you're in the tournament. And there seems to be an, an even kind of a, a cooler level of drama, I think, this time around. Um but just in general, college basketball to me, I, we've discussed this uh, recently. Um, I was a huge college basketball guy in high school and college, and I've become a fan because of work. I follow it because of work because we kind of have to know what's going on. But uh, championship week, as far as I'm concerned, is when my I guess when my interest in the season starts. Brian Finley, what about you? Where are you championship week as opposed to the NCAA tournament first week? Yeah, Doug, I think that more so than seemingly other years, there's more parity over not just Power 5 conferences, but also some of the mid-tier, mid-level schools. And I think Championship Week is more fun watching some of those lower-tier D1 teams hash it out because there seem to be a lot more surprises. And you might see a team like UCLA might not win the Pac-12 tournament. They're still going to be in the tournament. But just to see these kids and smaller conferences go at it knowing that if they don't win the conference tournament they're not going to get into the big dance there's just something extra there i love watching the lower tier conferences this this time of year yeah you know i i believe like the next so the ncaa tournament essentially has kind of already begun right where as jason you pointed out if you're a low d1 or a most mid-major d1s you either win your tournament conference tournament or you're going home so, I mean, the idea of win or go home, that's the NCAA tournament idea. You just don't fit into the bracket. I would make the case that a week from today and a week from tomorrow, those are the two best days of basketball 
in your calendar. And you might ask yourself, like, well, hold on a second, Doug. Hold, just pump your brakes. You got the NCAA tournament a week, you know, which is two weeks from today. You'll have the NCAA tournament will be on TV and on radio, right? So you, you might ask yourself, like, well, why would the week before be? And first, in terms of volume of games, you'll have really probably four times the number of games. Um, maybe three times the number of games, right? Remember, first day of the NCAA tournament, okay, only 32 teams play. That means there's only 16 basketball games. Fast forward to a, a, just a week from a week from right now, okay? You go a week from right now, and one, two. I mean, you're talking about in the at least in the the 30s in terms of games, and all of those games are of like talented, like funded teams. Right, like a week from Thursday, you'll have the quarterfinals of the Mountain West. You'll have the quarterfinals of the Pac-12. You'll have the quarterfinal of the Big East. You'll have the championship of the MAAC, that's the MAC. Okay? You'll have the quarterfinal of the ACC, the quarterfinal of the, of the Big 12. Like all, all of these things, you will have only on that Thursday. You have all of those games. And so, look, will you, will you have the true upsets of team you've never heard of versus name brand program? No, you won't. No, you won't. But you'll still have some upsets. And then in terms of level of competition, everybody's kind of playing at their level, only it's the second or third time you played everybody. And I think it brings out much closer basketball. Like, I, I, I think it's, it's better. I would make the case that championship week is better than the NCAA tournament because of volume of games, volume of quality games, which teams are evenly matched. The the only th- the two things it doesn't have that the NCAA tournament has is the bracket. So, oh, my bracket screwed up. It has individual brackets, but not one shared bracket. And two, you're never going to have that East Tennessee State win. You're not going to have Loyola Chicago, you know, beating. Michigan State, or whomever. Eddie House will join us in a second. First, though, let me get you to Brian Finley. Everything else going on? What do you got? Yeah, Doug, the NFL and its Players Association have teamed up to drop all COVID-19 rules moving forward. And this comes, of course, as COVID-19 cases continue to dip. Multiple outlets are reporting Major League Baseball representatives, along with union members. They got together today in person. Not a whole lot was accomplished. Not a lot of progress in terms of a new proposal on a labor deal as the sides continue to work to end the lockout. Nets standout scorer Kevin Durant is going to play tonight versus the Heat. This is his return after missing the last 21 games with a sprained left MCL. DeAndre Jordan expects to sign with the 76ers. That is assuming he is not claimed off waivers. That deadline is coming up at the top of the hour. And if it all goes through, he will take the place of Willie Cauley-Stein in the rotation. Toronto Raptors forward OG Ananobi is expected to miss about two weeks to rest a fractured finger, then he will be reevaluated. He is averaging a career high in points at 17 and a half per game. Bradley Beal telling reporters that while he hasn't made up his mind on where he wants to play next after this season, he is siding with staying with the Washington Wizards this offseason. The Ukrainian... Wait, 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 what? 
Wait, he hasn't made up his mind, but he's staying. I don't, I don't oh, understand. So he's he hasn't made up his mind, but he's leaning towards. I should say, leaning oh. towards. Yeah, hasn't made up his mind, but says that he's leaning towards re-signing with the Washington Wizards. Yeah, understood. Okay. The Ukrainian soccer national team has sent a request out to FIFA in trying to postpone Ukraine's World Cup playoff semifinal matchup against Scotland, which is supposed to take place on March 24th due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And we want to mention as well, check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21 must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, multiple outlets reporting Cowboys tight end Blake Jarwin is not going to be available for the start of the season. This because of a unique hip injury that he had. Has had surgery on it. It's going to put him out six to eight weeks. Before we get it back to Doug, just a reminder as well that our Discover Card Key matchup is the Warriors at the Mavericks tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Also common sense, they are our friends at Indeed. Hiring heating up? Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed, whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, check out the latest science in the world of sports. Better Sportsbook. Better is the trust name in online sports betting. Must be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Eddie House joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's start with James Harden. Early return so far. What do you think of the fit in Philadelphia? I think the, the fit is good. I think it's it, exactly what everybody expected it to be. Understanding that you have a, a player that is a passer, a willing passer, and a really, I, mean, I want to say, great passer, um, and willing to pass the ball, but also can score. You know, like a point guard that can manipulate the pick and roll, but he can make the three, so you can't go under. If you try to go over, he could get into the lane, and then he also makes the right plays. If the fit is perfect, I think it's going to take pressure off Tobias Harris. This is it's not a surprise for me, but the first two games against Minnesota and New York, I mean, okay, definitely not world beaters. But I think this next stretch of games, they have 10 games coming up, and nine out of those 10 games are against playoff teams, the only non-playoff team being the Orlando Magic. And out of those seven out of those, uh, seven out of those 10 games are home games. So to me, this is a real stretch, especially the one going to, uh, on the road to Miami. That's a real important game because, you know, a lot of teams don't play well going to Miami. So I want to see how they play in this next 10 games. That'll give me a lot. Uh, uh, more information. I can't hang my hat on two games and say, oh, man, they're world beaters now. Let's watch out for the Philadelphia 76ers. But did I think it was going to work? Yes, I did think it was going to work. Okay. We haven't seen Kevin Durant with Ben Simmons. We're still got to see him play with Ben Simmons. First, KD's come back tonight. He says he's he's not the savior, but but they need somebody to save the sinking ship. What are your expectations of Kevin Durant? They take on the heat tonight. Well, I, I tell you what, the Heat is one of those teams where no matter what, they're always good. They're always going to be there, well-coached, a top-notch organization from top to bottom. Um, Kevin Durant coming back, first game back, that is, 
it's almost reversed. Like, you don't want to see a team like Miami the first time you're coming back. Uh, you want to see the Minnesotas and the New York Knicks type of teams, you know, teams that are kind of at the bottom or whatever. But at the same time, I think Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. No matter what or who's in front of him, he's going to be who he is. Um, will we see a little rust? We might see some rust, but I just don't expect to see too much. I think we, I expect to see the Kevin Durant who we're used to seeing. Now, does that equate in them winning the game? Uh, I, I don't know. I just, they're just not whole, and they, I don't know how, you know, uh, you know, other guys having to take a back seat and things like that. They just haven't played particularly well um, without him. Uh, but it's good to see him back out there because basketball is definitely better with him out on the court. But I'm glad to see that, and I would like to see Ben Simmons come back. I want to see that thing hold. That's the thing for me, Doug, is I want to see that group play because I think that they can really do some special things. Uh, okay, how good can they be? If they're all healthy, how good can that group be? Well, I think they could be extreme. I think they have a chance to win it. This is the reason why, right? You have two scores in Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right, and KD. But Ben Simmons is a guy who, and you know this, Doug, you play basketball. He's a guy who is he defers, right? He passes. He has a natural ability to make plays. That's something to, as a gift that you have. You don't have to really work on It's just a gift, and you enhance it as you get better. So that's already one one thing checked to where no, you don't really have to have too much rhythm to come in to be a great passer. A rebounder, that's effort. He has the size, so he's going to rebound. Defendant is effort. He has the size. He's a perimeter. Dur- so I think he fits right in. Once he's healthy, he fits right in. I don't think that it's going to be like an adjustment period to where how is he going to look? Is he going to have his rhythm? I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think he comes right in, hits the, hits the ground running, and helps the team right away. Um, and if if he is right mentally, because, you know, the things that everybody say, you know, and he's been saying it too, you know, he's going through some things mentally. If he's right mentally, he's young. I don't I don't see any problem with him being not physically ready um, besides, you know, just back and trying to get back into it. But as far as, like, being able to play the game of basketball, the way he plays it, I think he helps this team tremendously, and it just gives them such a bigger jump. Because now you got you got guys that you can, you can hide Kyrie on the perimeter. You can hide Seth Curry on the perimeter because you got guys that can make it up on the back end. Doug Gottlieb show. That's Eddie House joining us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb show. Um, when Anthony Davis comes back, is there hope for the Lakers in the playoffs? Man, I, I don't know. That's the whole thing. It's, he has never really been healthy throughout a whole season, right? If we look back at his whole career, right, he's never really made it through. The bubble year being the anomaly, which was an anomaly year, right? You had the start of the season, then a huge gap in between when they started back into the bubble, which was able to guys any kind of knickknacks or whatever it is, they could get their body together, and then they could go full-fledged in the bubble. I just don't trust it. Um, I just don't trust it. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to be hanging my destiny on a guy like that that we can't trust, that we understand that can get hurt at any given moment, and then at times not playing up to the capabilities of who he's supposed to be. Anthony Davis supposed to be a top seventy-five player, want to be supposed to be a top five player in the league. I've seen him get worked out by Nurkic. Not that he's a better player. I think I know he's a better player than Nurkic, but he should never get worked out by Nurkic. And to me. Those are the things that are concerning, you know, his injury and at the same time sometimes not being all the way locked in or um, sometimes seeming disinterested 
in, in the game. And, and those, are, that, that, those are concerning things for me. All right, so if you're going to fix it in the offseason, what do you do? I, 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 I mean, I will really be looking at, at, at this time. You, what do you really get for – you, you can't trade LeBron, right? You can't get rid of LeBron. You can't get rid of him. I will really be looking. I mean, I know Russell Westbrook is uh, – the talks have – they both have agreed to mutually uh, part, part ways coming into this offseason. But I actually, I think Anthony Davis, for me, I would probably look to try to, to – to, and I don't know what you go get. You know, we have the – when the offseason comes, there's some things that you could talk about then. But right now, I will be looking at, you know, potentially just getting rid of uh, – uh, not getting rid of him, but making a move and seeing what you could get. They have zero assets. They have no young players. They have nothing really to attract anything. If you need to do something to make a move, to make a championship push, they had nothing – they had nothing this year to do it, you know. So – I will be looking at, at, at possibly moving Anthony Davis. Mm. Um, yeah, but then, uh, like, look at this team without Anthony Davis now, <laughs> you know? And and LeBron's not going to get younger. Granted, I mean, like, look, if you move Anthony Davis, you have to have somebody, hey, you're going to have to take Russell Westbrook's contract with you. But that's a complete remake of a team who, I don't know, I don't know how that looks. That's going to be... That's that's gonna be fascinating. Okay, so I, I don't w- think this, this is my thing though. I don't think that when you move Anthony Davis, you're not getting anything back. I think you're gonna get something back that can help right away that you can depend on because at the end of the day, the best ability is what availability, right? right. And how right. available has Anthony Davis been? And that's the thing. It's like when he's healthy. Well, when is he healthy? You know, and when is he? Most of the time, he's not healthy. So. I need somebody that I could depend on. I mean, we even look at LeBron. LeBron is out there. LeBron is always out there. Even Russ not playing well, right? At least he's out there, you know, with an opportunity. Maybe he can turn the corner. Hell, he's out there. Maybe he can't, you know, and he's trying. But when you got a guy that's sitting on the sideline, he's doing no better than uh, anybody else. Yeah. I mean, should we point out LeBron missed games this year, too, with injuries, and that I don't think that'll be, that'll be less. I just – it's a really hard one, right, because – Anthony Davis, when healthy, is a is a unique talent, is a top ten talent in the NBA. Um, but at some point, you do have to your level of frustration has to get has to get peaked. Eddie, great stuff. Enjoyed calling your son's game earlier this week. Let's catch up offline soon. I appreciate you being our guest. Thank you, man. Appreciate any time, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get to what the Fox said. What's up, the Fox say? Every day at this time, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it What Does the Fox Say? Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington. That show is called Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. If you're up early in the morning, that's our morning show. Um, speaking of two pros, you got a former quarterback in Brady Quinn and a former superstar linebacker in LeVar Arrington. They talked about Deshaun Watson. One of the things that I have not heard anybody say anywhere else except for you, and I'm surprised this hasn't gotten more traction, is that this wasn't the biggest secret in the world in Houston, right? That the guy had a little bit of an issue? I mean, I had a a player who played there that said to me, uh, yeah, we knew this was going on for a while. So, and that, that's so if, if they know, then I mean, look, he got drafted to Houston. Okay. He played Clemson. I mean, you'd have to think that this goes back even further, and there might be a pattern or a history of this, especially with as many women as it has been. 
and that and that's what I think concerns you as a team. Like if you're the Carolina Panthers, you're David Tepper, and you want to go all in on getting him, and you bring him in, then the next thing you know, you've got someone who goes back to his college days. And, and look, this is complete speculation. I don't want it to sound reckless, but that is at least what's being circulated here in Indianapolis. Yeah, Dabo Swinney's been pretty quiet about the whole thing now. You notice that he hasn't. Uh, yeah, Dabo is I mean, very. What are you going to say? Well, I mean, he's been if very. If you're Dabo Swinney, what are you? What are you going to say? Well, I mean, if you're if you're Deshaun Watson's high school coach, what are you going to say? Well, if I'll you have a daughter, if you have a daughter, if you have a niece, if you have a mom, if you have an aunt, if you, if you have a woman of of importance and relevance in your life, what exactly are you going to say? Um, the idea that, that people knew, I, I'm going to tell you, I, Brady may have different and better information than I have. What I was told when, and remember previous to the, the off the field issues with women previous to that, he had said he wanted, he very much wanted out of Houston. Right. Or maybe he didn't say it publicly, but it had, and it was through his agent. He doesn't want to play there. He wants out. And this was only like 10 months after signing a huge deal at the time, the biggest deal in the history of the sport at his position. And he hadn't really started to play under that new contract. He got paid up front for three years, but hadn't played. Under. So there was a lot of like, man, you just got a new contract. And you want out. But the thing I heard from people in the NFL is here's a guy who at least those who were drafting, the research they did was he was beyond reproach as a human being. Beyond reproach. I mean, I know two teams that passed on him, and they said that one said the reason they passed on him was his decision-making in the red zone, which, you know, look, he has held on to the ball too long. And two, the knee, which he did tear again. I remember he tore his ACL uh, midway through his 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 his, uh, his first season, so uh, which was a he had torn his knee in in college and based upon the medicals, I hadn't heard any of that from Brady in terms of Dabo Sweeney. What can Dabo say? What, if, if the truth is that when he was at Clemson, we didn't hear any of these issues, none of them. When they did when they did research for the NFL draft, there wasn't any of this stuff out there. So uh, Colin Coward had this to say about James Harden. Harden's a guy that's opened three restaurants. They've all worked. He's opening a fourth in Philadelphia. I'll invest in that. Let's look at James Harden's career. First stop is Oklahoma City. He's there three years. He gets better every year. He wins sixth man of the year. Huge success. The organization didn't get how good he was. He goes to Houston. Eight years, scoring titles, eight playoffs. Every year, he moved people around. There were a lot of trades. Eight years, eight playoffs. That's a success. One year in Brooklyn with crazy Kyrie and Kevin Durant's hurt, and he actually elevated his game. He became like an elite distributor as well as an elite scorer. I was on the air multiple times saying, man, like I, I like the new James Harden. Like he's making this whole thing work because all three of those guys are scorers. So now he goes to Philadelphia. He's opening a fourth restaurant. They've all worked. I like investing in stuff that I've seen succeed before. I've never seen Ben Simmons be a step-up guy in big games. I've never seen Kevin Durant in three years remain healthy. I don't, I've never seen Kyrie Irving sew it all together. He didn't like Brad Stevens. He didn't like LeBron. 
I'm not going to dispute anybody who says says James Harden is an immensely talented offensive player and one who it's not always about scoring. Like he'll he'll pass the ball. But I've always talked about James Harden in this way. He is as talented as anybody who's ever played the sport on offense. He doesn't like to play defense. And the style that he really embraced in Houston was one which it felt like he over-dribbled the basketball, right? He dominated the basketball. And as good as he is, I don't enjoy watching him play. The, the plays that he makes, I love, but it's all of the other stuff I don't. And the idea that he doesn't come in in great shape. The guys that have gotten away with that are, are Shaquille O'Neal. He got away with it. He wouldn't come in great shape. But it's a reason that Shaq isn't viewed as one of the five greatest players in the history of the game. And I think James Harden's the same way. Of course James Harden's awesome. Who said otherwise? But in a world of in the world of superstars where you judge him next to every other superstar, would you rather have James Harden or Durant? James Harden or LeBron? James Harden or Steph Curry? James Harden or Joel Embiid? James Harden or uh, Jokic? James Harden or um, Giannis, right? And I would say Steph is the one guy who's the weakest defender of that group. But he does at least try, and he makes himself valuable by getting steals. And what he does for you on offense, and the positivity of the energy, the fact that he's always in shape and always getting better, I I think is a plus. But the big thing is, you can't tell me the guy is a superstar if he doesn't play both ends of the court. He just doesn't. You can't tell me the guy is a superstar now if he doesn't come in in shape. Luka didn't come in in great shape this year. But I would still rather have Luka. Then have James Harden. I just would. It's not that he's not a great player. It's that for a great player, he can be hard to watch. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? All right, we got some general manager talk coming up this hour in the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, here's the general manager talk. First, you got Miami. Then we'll take you to L.A. to talk to Chargers. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. you got to be 21. President Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wait till you hear what Chris Greer said in regards to Tua Tagovailoa. He was asked if he's a league quarterback. His answer is incredibly telling. It's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio.